All right. Hey guys, how's it going? Um, it's good to be back with you. <laughs> um, I apologize for not having uploaded any content in the past few weeks. Um, that is totally my bad. Um, I have uh, been sick for a little bit. Um, I'll get into that uh, in a second, but first of all, I just want to lay out um, a new schedule. Here's my plan uh, for this channel. I plan to put out new videos um, uh, for now, um, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Um, that's what I'm going to do for this week, so I plan to use that as a model um, going forward. So... Um, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, look forward to, uh, new uploads from me. So, bearing that in mind, um, I basically, uh, got COVID, <laughs> um, a couple weeks ago, and, uh, was not very pleasant, um, and, uh, I, I actually had a, uh, sinus infection on top of that, so not very fun it was horrendous actually and i could barely talk for a while so obviously that's not very um conducive to to doing a podcast or doing videos or whatever so um so yeah um that's the only explanation I can really give is I was sick for a while, but now I'm good. I'm good to be back and I'm uh, more <laughs> determined than ever to uh, produce content and uh, take this channel and this project that I have uh, to the next level and to take it wherever it goes. So um, I hope you'll enjoy that uh, and uh, I hope you'll take this journey with me. So anyway... Um, without further ado, let's get to the topic that I'm going to cover today, and that is the subject of um, hypocrisy in Christianity and the um, sort of prosperity gospel um, that's a, another thing that I wanted to talk about. Um, in fact, let's talk about that first as kind of a segue into um, the uh, hypocrisy of a lot of um, sects, I guess, of, of Christianity, specifically in the United States, um, because that's the perspective that I come from um i i see it all the time growing up uh being born and raised in america i see a lot of this um you see it with televangelists and you see it um in churches all over the country um just totally misrepresenting the ideas presented even in the biblical 
text, which by the way, I have um, right here. I'm gonna give, whoops. <laughs> I'm gonna give uh, some examples um, from uh, the Bible itself. But um, the, there's just, uh, and, and there are obviously problematic and self-contradictory um, passages in the Bible. It's not a perfect um, text by any means, nor do I personally think that it is um, the uh, literal word of God. No. Um, in fact, um, it, it's been muddled uh, throughout the years uh, several times. There was the Council of Nicaea, for instance, and the Council of Constantinople. That was another one where um, the church basically got to, uh, to together, the high-ranking members of the church got together and decided, okay, we're going to take this part out and put this in and change this wording here and this wording here. And, and basically what we have today is um, a 400-year-old version uh, of the Bible, not a, you know, thousands of years old um, literal word of God. We have a 400-year-old um, propaganda document um, from King James. That's basically what we have. Um, but I think some of it um, is... Um, useful, and some of it is based on the original um, text, the way the authors um, originally intended. So, um, so, so there is some value um, in the Bible, but I, I just wanted to make that clear because this is not, um, in case you haven't guessed this already, this is not um, an exclusively, you know, um, Christian show this is spirituality and philosophy this is not um uh a christian podcast um this is um the, the episode today is going to be uh on christianity um predominantly but it's not um always going to be um the focus in fact most of it is not going to be that but today that's the focus so so, let's talk about, first, the prosperity gospel. Let's talk about that. So, if you don't know what that is, the prosperity gospel is <laughs> a, a very uniquely American idea. I'm sure it's preached in various parts uh, of the world to varying degrees, but it is a very... <laughs> um, American idea. Um, basically, the 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 main idea of the prosperity gospel is it's an inherent good from a religious perspective. It's it's holy. It's 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 basically God wants you to be an uber-wealthy capitalist. Ba basically, that's the idea. Um, so you have people like 
Joel Osteen and Kenneth Copeland and Pat Robertson and uh, there's another guy, um, David Ramsey, um, Joyce Meyer, she or Mayer, I, I can't remember. It's either I think you guys know who I'm talking about. Joyce Meyer, Joyce Mayer, however you pronounce her name. Um, these, you know, people like that. Th- these guys, um, Jim Baker is another one. Um, these guys are classic, you know, televangelists and pr- proponents of the uh, prosperity gospel. David Ramsey is more of a, uh, a financial guru type of guy, but he does incorporate elements of, of uh, Christianity and the prosperity gospel to justify his, um, his financial advice and advocacy. So, um, so the prosperity gospel um, is a complete perversion of biblical principles um now of course when when you um talk about really really religious people and really really hardcore fundamentalists um in the christian faith and even in other faiths as well most of the time even though they claim to know the texts of their respective religions most of the time they really don't, you know. Um, they just know either what people have told them is in the text or um, assumptions that they've made based on maybe one or two lines of the text, you know. Um, so um, maybe what I'm about to say isn't going to land with with those people, but all I'm saying is those, a, a, a lot of what, the prosperity gospel is based on is false perversions of biblical principles, um, because um, usually when the when the Bible um, talks about richness and and wealth and prosperity, it's usually referring to spiritual wealth and spiritual prosperity you know um there's very few parts of the bible there there is um of course the famous passages um uh where jesus says sell all your possessions and come and follow me and stuff like that but there's very few passages in the bible where it literally says like be dirt poor all your life you know there, there's there's they want you to survive, you know, it's not like the the writers of the Bible were like, oh, we, we, want, we want you to starve to death. You know, I, I don't think that's what um, uh, was the intent. Um, but their point was um, live simply and let spiritual pursuits um, and good deeds um fulfill you rather than material possessions and um and wealth and financial status you know i think that that's what they were talking about like for instance um there was um there's a great um hold on a second i got to get to it but um in acts of the uh 
uh, or I'm sorry, not Acts, um, Psalms, I apologize. Psalms, um, which is actually in the Old Testament. Um, so not even uh, in the New Testament, which is much more, you know, uh, which has much more emphasis on sort of um, communalism and um, renunciation of possessions and um, skepticism of wealth and things like that. Um, Psalm 73 uh, is very clear about how to, for instance... um, treat poor people or psalm 72 i apologize psalm 72 very clear about how to treat poor people both of these um psalms are pretty um conclusive um so um psalm 72 uh, verses 2 through 4 are he shall judge thy people with righteousness and thy poor uh with judgment uh, the mountains shall bring peace to the people and the little hills by righteousness. He shall judge the poor of the people. He shall serve the children of the needy and break in pieces the oppressor. So that, you know, sounds to me um, like he's saying, okay, um, the that whoever, you know, the writer of psalms was he's saying okay you know god will will judge poor people based on their actions and if they're a good person you know they'll go to heaven if they're bad they're go they'll go to hell so they'll be judged like any other person but um if you have spent your entire life oppressing poor people you will be judged even more harshly than uh than the poor people you have been oppressing that's um at least my interpretation uh of that particular um passage and then uh in psalm 73 um there's a passage here um aha <clears throat> sorry about that uh, Psalm 73, verse 3. For I was envious at the foolish when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. For there are no bands in their death, but their strength is firm. They are not in trouble as other men, uh, neither are they plagued like other men. Therefore their pride compasseth them about as a chain. Violence covereth them as a garment." And then uh, later on it goes to say, They are corrupt and speak wickedly concerning oppression. They speak loftily. They set their mouth against the heavens, and their tongue walketh through the earth. So, essentially, um, it's a similar idea where the uh, oppressors... um, uh, so, so basically, I think um, what this is saying, and this is a, a mistake a lot of people make um, in their lives, where if they see um, a rich person, and I'm not saying that there's anything um, 
inherently evil or bad about rich people. That's not what I'm saying. Um, but there is this assumption made by a lot of people um, from various faiths. I'm, I, you know, the, it's just um, it seems to be a natural human assumption for whatever reason that oh, there's a rich person, they must have earned that status in society, um, and they must have gotten where they are through hard work and dedication and blah, 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 blah. But if there's a poor person, society is more likely to say to that person, oh, what what are you doing? You know, get yourself together. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps. You know, what's wrong with you? You know, so there's a there's kind of a, a, a weird psychological game that we play, you know, and we don't uh, take the time to think, well, hey, um, couldn't it be that, you know, th this person just, uh, th the poor person just lost their job or maybe they have uh, a mental illness or a disability um, like I have, for instance, or, um, or maybe um, they have, you know, an addiction problem, which is a medical issue. Um, there's some responsibility on the part of the person, but you know, ultimately, it is a medical issue, and um, I do have sympathy um, for addicts. Um, and um, so, um, yes, personal responsibility is partially. Um, it should always be a factor but it is just a factor is my point there's always out you know additional factors to um to work in uh, as to why people are in the positions in society that they are in um that transcend personal choices um so uh same with uh rich people too um a lot of them, their wealth is inherited. Um, many of them, uh, just with the nature of the way our system works, um, are basically... Um, I mean, th this happens less with um, small businesses, but it does happen. Um, I'm talking mainly about um, corporations, um, in this instance, but basically they get rich off of exploiting their workers. That's just what happens. Um, so I think what this is saying here is, uh, in Psalm 73 is I looked at poor people as foolish and, you know, just dismiss them. And I didn't see, um, the evil it blinded me to the evils that certain not again not all but certain rich people were doing uh and it totally you know just blinded me to to, to what they were doing and that's not good and and that's what psalm 73 uh is getting at that's what it's saying so um uh, i think psalm 73 is really interesting and i think that um you don't hear that um, 
with the uh, prosperity gospel people. I've never heard, for instance, Kenneth Copeland teach that, you know, Mr. Um, I have two private jets, you know, and I've never heard Joyce Mayer teach that. I've never heard um, Jim Baker um, talk about uh, Psalm 73. Um, uh, and obviously, uh, there's stuff in the New Testament, like my favorite biblical passage of all time uh, is the cleansing of the temple. Um, and uh, for those that are <clears throat> unaware uh, of the uh, <clears throat> cleansing of the temple. Let me just uh, find it here. Here we go. Okay. And it's also known as uh, Jesus driving the money changers out of the temple. That's the other technical name for it. Sorry for the delay. Um, uh, but this is uh, the... It, it's actually um, repeated um, in all four, or at least three out of the four, I think, um, Gospels. So it actually makes me believe that it very likely um actually happened um in 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 real life that it actually is or at least heavily based on a real um event that happened so anyway the point is <clears throat> the text goes like this and jesus went into the temple of god and cast out all them that sold and bought in the temple and overthrew the tables of the money changers and the seats of them that sold doves and said unto them it is written my house shall be called the house of prayer but ye have made it into a den of thieves and the blind and the lame came to him in the temple and he healed them so there's another case of, you know, like I said, I, I never heard uh, Kenneth Copeland or Pat Robertson or anybody like that um, talk about passages like that. So, um, but it's just a really hypocritical philosophy, you know, the, the prosperity gospel. Um, and, um, let's just forget about the uh, the televangelist example for a second. Even um, regular, like non-mega churches, if you will, uh, just doing this is is absolutely egregious. Um, like like um, churches used to do usury. You know, like basically you buy forgiveness of sins. You know. Um, some probably, you know, still do it, um, overtly, uh, or, or covertly, I'm sorry, um, but, um, just, I, I just feel bad, um, for, for people that give a whole bunch of money to, um, 
to churches that, again, aren't, aren't honest with parishioners and, uh, again, don't actually care about um, what's actually in the text and care about um, providing people with a, an actual spiritual message and um, and providing them with real comfort and and real answers and that's something that um that i'm actually learning uh a pretty unique perspective on right now uh the the book i'm reading is a uh the, the current book i'm reading is a collection of writings on religion by leo tolstoy and leo tolstoy uh, obviously, he wrote um, War and Peace is his um, most famous work, but also The Death of Ivan Ilyich um, is another uh, famous one. Um, Anna Karenina, you know, he, he, he uh, wrote a, a lot of really seminal works. He's one of my favorite um, Russian authors. I, I actually took a, a class in college on Russian literature and uh, it's pretty fascinating stuff. Uh, just a quick side tangent there. But um, anyway, Tolstoy talks about his disgust with the Russian Orthodox Church because uh, that's what he was, uh, the environment that he grew up in um, was being raised in that church in uh, the Russian Orthodox uh, tradition he was disgusted at you know the how the church would exploit the poor for profit uh, and sell them these false promises of salvation and do things like usury um and just it it, it just made no sense to him and he was really really impacted by that and um you know he even says in these writings that he did as a result of that he did have um periods in his life where he did go through lapses of faith and he went through serious phases of atheism and um he um it's only later in his life that he rediscovered um his more spiritual side and religious side and he sort of turned back around and he he kind of uh sort of turned back to christianity but he did it in his own kind of way um so he he wasn't like a strict dogmatic russian orthodox christian you know he kind of t took his own approach to it um which um is kind of like what I'm doing with multiple faiths. You know, I, I do still take obviously a little bit from um, from Christianity, but I also take from Islam. I take from Hinduism. I take from Taoism. Um, I take from a little bit from Buddhism. I'm I'm not um, all that educated on Buddhism, to be honest with you guys. Um, I'm interested in learning more about it. I just don't know a whole lot um, about Buddhism. 
Um, I, uh, but again, like I said, I'm always open to, to learning more about it. Um, I have nothing against uh, it, certainly. Uh, another pretty big influence on me uh, is uh, Zoroastrianism. That, that, that's pretty big uh, on me um, in terms of uh, philosophy, I guess, like a, a philosophical doctrine. You know, um, I, I do like the uh, Zoroastrian creed of good thoughts, good words, and good deeds. I like that. That that that's a pretty good uh, uh, creed to follow. A pretty good uh, philosophy to uh, follow. A pretty good, uh, pretty good guiding philosophy. So, yeah. Sorry about that. Had to. Uh, yawn for a second um but anyway the point is i really don't like the uh, as you can tell i really don't like the uh the prosperity gospel it's really cringe to me um, and just the hypocrisy again of, of these people who claim to be teaching and preaching the word of God and they don't embody any of, um, of the values, uh, that, um, that Jesus would have, uh, would have stood by and would have preached himself you know um and uh one of the uh clear examples and why i picked um the gospel of matthew in in uh in particular was um this passage here pretty famous passage as well and that is here It is um, Matthew 6, uh, starting at 6, 5. So, yeah, chapter 6, verse 5, um, and going down. Um, Jesus uh, is talking about praying. And... Um, uh, oh, and then there's uh, he goes on to talk about um, true riches as well. So maybe we'll talk about that um, additionally. But first, let's get through um, what he says about praying and posturing uh, in front of people. So <clears throat> anyway. And when thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets, that they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet, and when thou hast shut thy door, pray to thy Father, which is in secret, and thy Father, which seeth, uh, which seeth in secret, shall reward thee openly. But when ye pray, use not vain repetitions, as the heathen do, for they speak that they shall be heard for 
their much speaking. Be not ye therefore like unto them, for your father knoweth what things ye have need of before ye ask him. After this manner, therefore pray ye, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Blah, blah. You, you know the Lord's Prayer, so I'm, uh, you most likely know the Lord's Prayer, so I'm not going to uh, recite uh, the Lord's Prayer. But um, the point is um, that he's basically saying here, look, it's fine if you, like, praying is, of course, fine, and it's your duty uh, to pray as a Christian. It's it's your duty to um, to give thanks to God and, and, and pray. But don't do it as some exercise in vanity and, and um, uh, do it as some sort of self-righteous, self-serving act of performance in front of people like, ooh, see, I'm praying, ooh, what a good Christian I am, see, see, um, uh, just so people can give you kind of pats on the back and, ooh, yes, we see what, 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 what a man of faith you are, you know, um, so, um, and, uh, you know, he talks about, uh, earlier, um, loving your enemies, um, and uh, so, the, yeah, this is just after the the loving your enemies thing, uh, and uh, I I definitely try to uh, live um, by that ethos, if you will. Um, do I, you know. Do I like my enemies? No, but um, do I try to love them in the sense that do I try to uh, forgive them for what they've done to me and have empathy for them? Yes, I do try to uh, to do that. So, um, anyway, uh, let's go move on to the uh, true riches passage here. Um, this is Matthew. Um, 619 lay not up for yourselves treasures upon the earth where moth and rust doth corrupt and where thieves break through and steal but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt and where thieves do not break through nor steal for where your treasure is there there will your heart be also the light of the body is the eye. If therefore thine eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. But if thine eye be evil, thy whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness. No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will... Hold to the one and despise the other. Ye cannot serve God and mammon. So, basically, um, it's getting at what I said earlier about um, about 
you know, the Bible very explicitly saying you can be spiritually wealthy um, and you can, you know, survive on a basic stipend, you know, of, of goods and services. Um, but as far as, you know, having, as far as being, in, you know, corrupt and greedy, that's not okay, you know. Um, and, uh, you know, so, so spiritual wealth is okay and a reasonable amount of, you know, of, of, um, material possessions that you need to survive and, um, you know, a little bit of, uh, luxury is, is fine, but, um, beyond that, that's not okay. That's basically what it's saying. And also, um, that you can't have, you either have to have, um, you either need to worship God or worship materialism you can't have both is is what it's saying you 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 either need to have a loyalty to god or a loyalty to earthly things so um you you can't those are mutually exclusive according to the bible you can't have you can't have it both ways you got to pick one um so um uh, i think it's a very uh eye-opening passage it's funny because it mentions uh eyes and enlightenment and things like that so um which i think uh the uh specific uh passage about eyes uh, is something that i believe uh paramahansa yogananda quotes from uh about the eyes um so i, th I think uh he references that because like i said he was very well versed in the bible um and uh, had a lot of reverence for it, as um, his master Sri Yukteswar uh, was as well. He, uh, they both were very, very well educated um, in the Bible. So, um, so yeah, you know, it's just crazy how many people. And again, I'm not talking just about, you know, the televangelists and the... Pre I'm talking about everyday people, too, that they will talk all day long about how how good Christians they are, yet they'll spend all day judging other people, which, again, you're not supposed to do, lest you be judged. By the way, that's from the Bible. Um, um they will spend all day long judging other people and, you know, bashing poor people and, um, and, uh, a lot of them, uh, have very, uh, bigoted views towards minority groups. Not all of them, again, you know, but some do, you know, um, some people that identify as Christians do hold some of those views. Now, maybe it's, better than it used to be it, it is better but there still needs to be a lot of progress made um in that area uh, as far as i'm concerned um so there's a lot of people out there that would benefit very much from uh watching this video or reading the passages that uh i've gone over today because they're very instructive and very uh, very interesting passages um to read and um and study and f reflect on um, if you're serious about your Christianity, you know. Um, 
so I'm talking to everybody here um, from all, no matter what your material status is, no matter what your social standing is, your, uh, your class, your background is, whatever, your race, ethnicity, religion, or, well, you kind of have to be a Christian, but, um, but your, your, just whatever background you come from, you know, if you identify as a Christian, um, you definitely have to read these passages and, and, and try harder to live by them if you're really serious about um, being a Christian. Now, of course, again, like I said, we're all human beings, and in a way, we're all kind of hypocrites because that's just what human beings are. We're um, not perfect beings by any means. Um and uh, we are uh, weak in a lot of ways. Um, we, we like to think that um, we're so evolved and, um, and so uh, sophisticated, but really it doesn't take a whole lot to return us to our ape roots, you know, um, and, uh, so, you know, we're, we're basically, uh, as much as I love my fellow human beings, we're basically apes with slightly more sophisticated means of communication and social relations and nukes and iPhones. That, that, that's basically what, what we are. We're apes with nukes, guns, and iPhones. Like, woo, you know? Um, so, um, but hopefully if we read these passages and, and live by them, um, we can start to be a little bit, you know, we can sort of calm that down a little bit, you know? Um, so I don't know, but that's, um, that's the crux of what I wanted to talk about today um i am not i'm still not quite sure about what i'm gonna do on wednesday i have an idea uh in my head um certainly not sure about friday um but um uh, again i have an idea not quite sure but um uh, there will definitely be uh, an upload on Friday, and, uh, yeah, so, but anyway, um, again, I, I hope that, um, you enjoyed <laughs> this video, because, you know, again, these videos are for everybody, you know, um, I try to make them as accessible or as, um, broad as broadly appealing as possible so um anyway the next video like i said will be on wednesday um if you like this please like the video because that helps with the algorithm and stuff so yeah please like please subscribe to the channel um donate to patreon um 
and you know, just help me out. You know, I'm I'm a growing YouTuber. Well, I'm kind of stagnating at this point, but anyway, the point is, um, uh, I need help, and uh, I need help fast. So, um, if you could help me out, that would be very very good, um, and I would appreciate it. So, um, anyway. Uh, be uh, if you if you identify as a here's a good thing if if you uh, identify as a Christian be a good Christian and help me out all right so anyway um, uh, I hope you guys uh, enjoy yourselves and uh, I'll see you next time.